So this is Hafthor Julius Björsson and you're uh, listening to uh, Stark Raven Matt. Make sure you will listen to all of it or I will crush your hat like this. Pew! Everybody and welcome to Stark Raven Mad, a Game of Thrones podcast. This is part two of our award show. That is part two of two of the SR Emmys, where we award many different categories uh, within season five of Game of Thrones. Things, serious things, such well, quote unquote, serious things, such as MVP, Rookie of the Year, to things such as uh, Biggest Asshole and Best Vacation and Worst Vacation and other even more uh, ridiculous things. Uh, So it's a really fun episode to do and also led to a great conversation of the overall storylines and the ups and downs that was Season 5 of Game of Thrones. Uh, The other thing is that we got a bunch of reviews uh, over the last week or so. That was really great. Thank you so much for doing that. and We really, really appreciate it. And they were good reviews too. Even more appreciate that. Our contest is still going on. We are going through the end of July. So if you go to Stark Raven Mad on iTunes in America, then you can rate and write a review for us and be entered to win two Game of Thrones house pint glasses. Uh, Any two that are available, we will work with you to find out which those are and get them to you. We will pick one winner at the end of July, probably on the July 26th podcast or... August 2nd. We're not sure which one that's going to be, but we will uh, let you know either way. You can find information on that probably through our Twitter. Uh, You can follow us at SRM Podcast. And speaking of that, in addition to writing reviews, please subscribe. That's the other thing that really helps us get seen and move up those uh, iTunes rankings and makes it a little more visible for people to to click and find us. Uh, So if you like what we do, rate and review as well as subscribe. That would be fantastic. The last thing I'll say before I let you get into this is that if you watch The Strain on FX, which is a vampire zombie kind of show, uh, which actually has Walder Frey in it. Uh, He plays a a, a vampire hunter in this show, and he's one of, if not the best parts of of the show. In any case, we do a podcast that covers that, and it's called Bloody Sunday. It's a lot of the same people, including myself. Uh, So if you enjoy this podcast and you watch that show, then you'll probably really enjoy Bloody Sunday uh, because it is uh, a ridiculous show that really lends itself to a very, very fun discussion, whether you love or hate the show, to be honest. Um, That's all I have. Uh, Thanks so much for listening, and enjoy the rest of the S.R.S. Emmys. Okay, so moving on. Uh, biggest heel turn. This is um, somebody who was good or goodish and uh, did a 180 turn and did something that is uh, against what we would consider their character. So, uh, nominees are Ollie, Alistair Thorne, Ilaria Sand, Olivar, not to be confused with Ollie. Olivar is the uh, host of uh, one of the premier nightclubs in uh, King's Landing, and gay consort to both Oberyn and Loras, 
and then snitches on Loras. And Stannis Baratheon, Lord of Dragon Rock. Dragonstone. Dragonstone. <laughs> <laughs> now you're doing it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> I will say we have a lot of classic tweeners on here. Yeah. People who go back and forth between face and heel. <laughs> Stannis yeah. had a major face turn this season. Sure did. But followed it up with a big, big heel turn. Yeah. yeah. Same same with uh, Thorn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, Thorn's face turn happened last season and was kind of a slow return yeah, it was to like kind of a little bit of a dip and then when he was uh, made uh, first ranger is that what he was made mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, then it was kind of because he helped with Janice Slint uh, yeah. that moment not helped with him but just stayed out Did of the way, the way. Um, yeah okay yeah um, I mean so I, Ollie's a big one Ollie well Ollie's a Ollie's a kid and Ollie like just does what adult, what like most adults think is right. Like he killed Ygritte because like she was a wildling and it was in a battle. And she also was the one who shot her father, shot, her shot his father, father yeah. through the heart. <laughs> and yeah, this time he like he really just like he succumbed to peer pressure. So like, did he though? He seemed to be going around uh, and getting opinions to make an, a, an informed uh, decision. No, I, I think that pe- I think somebody grabbed him by the. Well, we didn't see that. Well, we didn't see him. He, he asked Jon Snow. He didn't ask other people. Uh, or Sam. Sam. Yeah, Sam. Yeah. Okay, so he asked Sam. I, but I think I think what we didn't see was we saw he he you know he's in the 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 cafeteria with the rest of the Night's Watch, being like, you know, Jon Snow's fucking up. We should probably do something. Whose side are you on, Ollie? And I was like, I don't know. Jon Snow's been really good to me. He's like, has he? Has Jon Snow been really good to Ollie? Uh, he made him his page. Mm. Like taught him how to fight. Sounds like he made him his bitch. That's what I just heard. <laughs> wow. Okay. Sorry. Ooh, yeah. is, am I nominating Jon Snow as heel? <laughs> <laughs> it's all perspective. Yeah. <laughs> Team Ollie. Oh, <laughs> Batman for life. Yeah. Superman loving. Uh, I don't know. I think one one good case a good case could be made for Ali Bar. Mm. Uh, in that we never saw him do anything bad. He was always just having a good time, giving other people a good time, uh, and then, boom, he is part of what leads. He He's instrumental in bringing down... Loras and Marjorie. The kingdom. Mm. Uh, it was probably his, like, plea deal. I feel like they were going after him, and he's just like... Yeah. He just saved but he still But he still caved. Yeah. He caved, but I mean, like, is he worse than... And he did it with a smile. Yeah. Is Ish. he worse than Tyrion's lady, whose name I forget? Shay. Shay, is he worse than her? No. No. Shay's worse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm still not convinced that Shay was in the wrong. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I, I know where you're coming from, and that, and that almost is... My point is that, like, people in their position don't have the same avenues that, like, somebody like... Stannis, Alistair Thorne, and Ilaria Sand have. And they can also... They're, uh, they're in a professions where they can literally be bought. Yeah. That is what they, they let you know right at the beginning, hey... Yeah, this is my price. This is my price. Anything I do is for sale. Yeah. But Shay was always like, I love you, we're in love, let's run away, like... Wendy, I, I can tell you... Not firsthand, but I can tell you that if you can pay a lot of money to have women tell you that they love you. <laughs> and, well, she, and, and you can that. cry into their... Oh, yeah, wait, what about the lady, because you brought it up, what about the, the lady uh, who, with the prostitute in Marine, who was like, oh, shh, sh- unsullied, yeah, I'll treat you like a, 
I'll treat you like oh, a like baby. Oh, like, I'll sing to you. I'll sing to you, and I'll sing to you like your mom did, and then I'll let this guy slit your throat. No, I thought she slit his throat. Oh, I thought a guy came in. No, a guy came in. guy came in. Oh, I thought she did it, but he was just like, you did it. Oh, a guy came in, something in the heartbeat was like, <laughs> high five. High five. High five. My wife. My wife. <laughs> oh, I should have made that a drop. Mm-hmm. Next time. Next time. Next Seven years ago. On a spe- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. So I'm who sworn. wins? Mm. Let them all have it. Elaria killed a kid by kissing her with death. And well, Stannis killed, killed a kid his own daughter by with murder. fire. Stannis. Oh, Stannis yeah. in the running? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> It's Stannis. Yeah, Stannis. Stannis. Oh, second right. win. Second win. Yeah, Stannis <laughs> racking up the awards for all the horrible things he did. Oh, Stannis. Take this next one. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so the next one is the most appropriate cele- most inappropriate <laughs> celebration, rather. Um, <laughs> we have uh, we have uh, two two nominees for this one. Uh, we have um, this one, first one is the. Um, during the Coliseum scene, uh, there's a big guy fighting a little guy, and uh, uh, Dario and Tyrion are very smartly being like, oh, yeah, the little guy's got this one for sure, because he's dancing around, he's doing a lot of shit. And then when the big guy finally cuts his head off, he cuts his head off with a mighty swing, turns to the crowd, and sticks both fists in the air and goes, <laughs> like, a, like a sand person in Star Wars. It's awesome. <laughs> it's, it's just... Um, egregious murder followed by just the dumbest celebration uh and then our other uh, uh then our second nominee is um samwise tarly getting samwell his... samwell tarly <laughs> you know what i wrote it as samwise samwell samwell gamgee yeah samwell gamgee uh samwise uh when he's getting his cherry popped uh when he and he lets out a oh my <laughs> okay and, because I can I give a third nomination yeah, then? Because yeah. third nomination is going to be because that, sure that's a great celebration. Yeah. But I like the celebration where he's hanging out with his bro. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> this was the, the, the postcard. Sam. Sam. What? Sam. <laughs> what? Sam. Aha. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and he says. And he says that uh, the Citadel can try to get him off the ladies after having sex one time. Citadel. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh. Yeah, I'm going to vote for Sam yeah. hanging out with his bro afterwards. Yeah. Because yeah. that wouldn't be much to celebrate. Like... <laughs> This is another. This is another very clear Don't and do- very well deserved. <laughs> we run this city. <laughs> All right, moving on to the. Uh, we have creep. Uh, we've also called it the creepy creep creeper award. Oh yeah. Uh, and that shame. <laughs> nominee uh, nominees are Sir Marin Trent. Uh, the attackers uh, of Gilly, Gilly attackers, when she was in the uh, with Baby Sam, mm-hmm. uh, Alistair Thorne. Uh, the reason he is on there is because at the funeral of Master Amon, turns to Sam Samwell and says, "You're losing all your friends, Tarly." 
Uh, and High Septon, the one, uh, the former High Septon that gets uh, uh, caught in the act and then kind of uh, humiliated and has to do his own walk of shame. Uh, and Kyburn. For a multitude of yeah, reasons. Many, many reasons. Yeah. Uh, when, he, when he pulled the, uh, uh, the, the head thing. Yeah. Uh, are you, uh, am I, could I use that? Oh, oh I'll take that. I'll yeah. take that head. He had a creepy, like, lower back touch or arm touch on Cersei right when she came in off of her walk of shame. Oh, show. he, like, yeah. held her for, like, way too long. Yeah. I got one last minute uh, right in vote, too. Uh, and that is uh, Maester Pycelle after that walk of shame. Oh. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> you did. No, weird. So weird. Such a weird cut yeah. to him. It might as well just be his eyes. His eyes and his eyebrows just go like whoop. Oh, <laughs> uh, it was great. Oh, and then like man. to quote Rob, uh, missing, missing tonight, Rob uh, Lesiani, who said he was like a, a second away from going, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty creepy. Yeah, very creepy. In that moment, so that could also be most inappropriate celebration. Could. Um, So this is another one where I feel like there's a clear winner, except for much like uh, much like how biggest asshole doesn't seems a little bit too silly for Ramsay to be the winner. You want to say it's Marin Trent for being like too old. But is that too sinister to make him the biggest creep? Or I think, or does it fall right into a creep line? I wonder, so the actual scene with him, like, hitting the girls might push him over. Yeah, oh. I feel like that's not creep anymore. That's just, like, predator. Yeah. But the scene where he was, like, no, younger, yeah. played, yeah. that would have made him the clear away winner. Yeah. That was, I've never felt more uncomfortable in my yeah. entire life. Yeah. yeah. Like, like a gross tinder. Yeah, especially when he or found what he gross liked. Tinder. <laughs> when he found what he liked, that was really upsetting. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. Ugh. But then he. Uh... So we're saying no to Marin Trent. I guess not. And like, Kyburn, like, uh, you could feed all the people of bag with uh, Fleabag? Fleabag? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Uh, catching David. Um, uh, of Fleabag with the oil in his hair. <laughs> uh, you can also burn all of Stannis' ships with them. It's, it might be, it's <laughs> oil fire. fire. <laughs> it's, it's a great gel. <laughs> he can't stand near any flames. Oh god, oh god. That's why his lamp is so dark. Yeah. <laughs> We also, uh, we also at one point described Kyburn as the guy who hangs outside a nightclub at 2.15am mm-hmm. and just picks up stragglers. Yeah. Because uh, he, like, visited, he was o- the only person to visit Cersei. He's also old enough that he's the guy that's like, comes in, like, to people, like, 20, 30 years younger, really. Oh, we hanging? Yeah. <laughs> we hanging tonight? We hanging? Yeah. Like, he was like... I brought friends home and my dad was like boys boys <laughs> boys like poker <laughs> boys like stogies you want to light some up friends you know what Kyber yeah sure yeah <laughs> congratulations congratulations Kyber you creep <laughs> you want me to take the next one too oh did, I'm sorry yeah alright 
Uh, then the redemption of the year. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! <laughs> and the nominees are Tyrion, Sergura Mormont, Reek, and Drogon. Mm. Got a feeling right off the bat, which is Reek didn't do enough. Uh, and Drogon is fucking exciting. Drogon was a... He, he's still salty, but he's... He came through. Like, any time a dra- every time we get a breakthrough with a dragon, it's like... Whew. So I feel... I, that's how I feel right now. What does that say? Like, I'm not sure... Oh, uh, just what? the fact that, like, he showed up on time. What redemption? Like, a dragon showed up and fought on time. Like, when he was needed. Are you and saying that... I'm still not sure wh- what you're saying. He was uh, a pissy teenager that ran away and no, was doing... No, I oh. understand the words behind it, but I don't understand the, the meaning. Uh, are you saying that he is your pick? Yes. Okay. Yes, he's All my right. pick. Sorry. Was I the only one that was unclear on that? Yeah, they can say it. But I could see where you would be But I could see where you would be unclear. Yeah. I was clear and I was waiting for it to, to you were just like a final yeah. statement. Yeah, yeah. But, Sorry. Um, I just trail off. Uh, I but I feel like so, so like I don't know like what how does Tyrion need to be redeemed? And how does George So I guess need for to Tyrion the, the argument would be uh, he starts the season uh, completely dejected in a box. Uh, you know, with uh, you know, problem drinking, and by the end of the season, he is working his brain out, like somewhat, <clears throat> somewhat motivated to continue doing things besides drink and quip with people. So that that would be that would be Tyrion's case. And for Jorah, uh, all the people that were sad sacking Jorah, all of those things paid off. Uh, he kept going back. He, he stuck to his gut. Uh, stuck to his guns. Uh, just kept on pushing and pushing. And had that moment. Got there. Um, you want to talk about Drogon being at the right place at the right time. Uh, Jorah was at the right place at the right time. Uh, probably saved her life with that spear yeah. uh, to the harpy. Uh, and then definitely, most definitely redeems himself uh, in the moment with Daenerys. Yeah. Um, which is all he cares about. Which is all he cares about. So he is now back in her good graces. Uh, of course, she's off, you know, with the Dothraki right now. Um, but he's he's back for now. After a season of, of being cast off. Okay. I still can't vote for him. Why? What, what is, what's holding you back? He's just so sad. Who's your vote? Drogon. I just feel like with Jorah, like, yeah, he's like, might, like, she might be like, okay, I don't want to kill you or have you, like, sent away. But he's still, like, creepily obsessed with her and, like, in love with her, and she's just not into him. I don't know. And he's got the grayscale that he's probably just spreading around, like, he's just touching people. Yeah, if he gave him a Sandy grayscale, I'm going to kill the actor who plays him. Cool. Okay. <laughs> and the cops are already here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The pre-cog units. Yeah, yeah. It's possible that one of those wasn't a firework. Yeah. Which 
I feel uh, like he could have given her grayscale because there was yeah. a lot of zoom ups on the hand holding. Yeah, he touched Daenerys, and Daenerys touched her. I Boy, still like the I still like the thought that he had it the whole time. Mm-hmm. That uh, he had it while he was younger, uh, and now it was it was cured, and he's immune. But um, see, why would he be so secretive about it, though? Like, I feel like when he like went and looked at his spot, it was like very secretive. Like, if you've had that mm-hmm. all along, it's like, don't worry, I'm good. Yeah, I don't know. That's my <laughs> feeling. I, I just can't vote for Jorah. Can I throw a sneak peek in here? I know it's yeah. late in the game. No, it's fine. I think uh, Cersei from start of Walk of Shame to end of Walk of Shame is uh, redeemed in terms of protag- antagonistic protagonist. So we bounced this one around the office before. Okay. <laughs> and where we landed on it was that, and, I, and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not, I won't reject your nomination, but how we felt was... Um, we are emotionally on Cersei's side right mm-hmm. now, but she hasn't actually done anything right. to redeem herself. So next to, season might so be. So next season, yeah. I feel like she's That's right. uh, in, the, in the candidate position. And yeah. I think it's going to be a weird sense of redemption, too, because it's just going to be more re revention. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, you don't do anything with that. That's... That's a terrible, terrible no, word. No, trademarked. Uh, no, I said don't do anything. Oh, too late. I already said that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> How'd they get back to you so fast? Red tape. Um, Cut. Do we need to vote this one out? I think so. Let's vote it out. Okay. Do you want to start? I'm for Jorah. Drogon. I'm Drogon. I'm Drogon. I can't vote for anyone whose redemption involves hanging out with Dario Nahars. That's unfair. I don't have to vote. Sorry. Uh... Wow. Fuck you, Frank. <laughs> you vote first every time. Oh, guys. Decaf, you pussy. <laughs> <laughs> guys, can we just talk about uh, seatbelts need to be stronger? Come on, Nader. <laughs> Get out of here, Nader. All right. We're this. <clears throat> so, yeah. So, the next, uh, this next one is the most satisfying death. This is a death that made you think, mm, nice. Uh, the nominee. You didn't have a sound for that. I, uh, yeah, of course. Where's my dinner? <laughs> oh, wait, here, wait. Whoa, unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> the death that made you think. So, yeah, this oh, is a death. I love you. I was what, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's the worst. Oh, oh. Just get on with All it. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Just get on with it! <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, uh, most satisfying death. We got Marin Trent, Jano Slint, uh, the White Walker that Jon Snow obliterated, and the Lord of Bones, who Tormund Giant Bane gave a good knock to. Those are all so good. They're all good. Mm. I don't know. Like I laughed so hard when the Lord of Bones died. That was really, <laughs> it was so unexpected. Like all those other ones, I felt like had like a lot of like emotional tension. And that one, like I was just like I like we were all sitting here. I was like, oh hey, the Lord of Bones is back. Great. Oh, there, there there's the Lord of Bones. There it goes. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was also it was um, it was great pacing in the sense that like. We really, like, we didn't want tension yet. We weren't ready for it just to be, like, people just yelling and, like, arguing. We wanted at least a chance to hear the airing of 
point counterpoint, and Lord of Bones is just like, oh, oh you two homos, and so for he just did what the audience wanted. Um, Jano Slint, we've been waiting for him to get cut up for a long time, and it was nice that he got cut by somebody that we know and like, as opposed to like him dying in some cowardly way. Like it wouldn't have been as thrilling if he had been shot by a a wildling. Or Wait, sorry, how did Slint die? Slint, uh... Headed by Jon Snow. Oh, yeah, that He was guy. like, I'm never going to... Eastwatch, Eastwatch. Right? Estwatch. Oh, but then I feel really bad. I... I can't vote for him, because he, he was like, he's awful. But then, like, right at the very end, how he's like, I did everything because I was just scared. Like, I've always been scared. It's like... Oh, he's just a... He's a sad sack. <laughs> oh. Now you sad. Sorry. We've already gotten the oh yeah. The oh yeah has spoken. Uh, I... Uh, I just forgot where we were. Um, I wouldn't vote for Marin Trent. Uh, because it was... He, he... I mean, he did bad things, for sure. Um, but if they were to pace that storyline out with, with Arya a little further, uh, rather than just like those quick things and, and one you know, a couple scenes here and there of her seeing him, I think she sees him in episode 9 mm-hmm. uh, and then in 10 he dies mm-hmm. if there was a little bit more of a battle between her doing her duty to, to the faceless god uh, and to uh, is it faceless god? Many face god many face god um, doing her duty to the many-faced god, uh, and her revenge. If there, if that was better balanced throughout this season, I think that would have been a more satisfying death. Uh, especially if it happened in a way where she chooses not to do it, and then it ends up that he, like, finds her or something, and then she she gets to kill two birds with one stone. Yeah. Um, but that's why I'm not voting voting for him because I think the it was kind of wasted. And even if it if it wasn't, I don't think I'd go for it just because uh, I think uh, Slint. I mean, he kind of is responsible for a lot of what's happened since this show has has begun. And that's uh, he was he was in charge of the, of the City Watch. Um, I guess Peter Baelish paid him off to kind of take out Ned's guys um and uh I think it's I think it's I think that's my vote I wouldn't discount the sort of sense of triumph that came with John killing that white walker oh, because that fight was so tense yeah. and then the moment where that thing yep. turns into a million ice pieces is mm-hmm. pretty cool uh but you don't have that season's worth of backstory that you get with Janice Lynn yeah, yeah. You guys, there was a character <laughs> that walked around wearing human bones, and the show treated him so ancillary the entire time. I want to see that he every time he's like, "Oh, are, are you? You must be the guy in charge." Oh no, that's not me. <laughs> I'm just the guy that wears the bones. <laughs> that every scene he's in, I think, has made me laugh. Oh God. Okay. When he's like, you're a man's right, right? No, you dummy, I'm the Lord of Bones. <laughs> Hello, I'm wearing bones. <laughs> but you call yourself Lord. Nope, still not in charge. Just, nope, still just, not in charge. Just the Lord bones. of Bones. <laughs> these man, bones right yeah. here. Not even any other bones, though. Man's right is Lord of all other bones. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm 
does not work. <laughs> uh, speaking of Mance, Raider, before we move on to, to Winter, uh, there's got to be somewhere for him, Maester Aemon. How do I yeah. <laughs> say goodbye to all that we've left behind? Said goodbye to Maester Aemon. <laughs> Mance Raider. Barristan Selmy. Uh, is there any others? Any other good guys? To all the other good guys. Jon Snow, maybe. <laughs> yeah, Jon Snow, maybe. Yeah. Um, the winner's Jano Slint. Oh. Lord of Bones is fun. Oh, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. The winner's Jano Slint. <laughs> Lord of Bones is fun. Uh, it's like, it's good times, but yeah, the, the amount of history in Jano Slint, and then the, the thrill of Jon Snow being like, we're going outside right now and I'm just killing you. I'm just yeah. killing you. The only thing that would have made that moment better was how someone, I think it may be Kevin said, how it went down in the books, where somebody else was going to kill him, and then at the last second, John says, oh, hold on, and you think he's going to spare his life. Uh, and then he says something along the lines of, my father told me that uh, the man who passes the sentence has to swing the sword. He then grabs it, then does it. It's actually it's been even, more even better than that. He's about to throw him into prison um, to be hung later. And then he says, and he says like, you two should restrain him. Take, take him to prison. And they're walking. And then John says, ah, pause that. Just one more thing. Just one more thing. <laughs> Get me a block. And he puts his head on a piece of wood and chops it off. And he's like, we'll get that done fast. Guys, what if that was like the last episode of Clumbo? How awesome would that have been? (laughs) Just one more thing. Just one more. Just one more thing. I'm going to cut your head off. (laughs) 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 As me. Uh, Then let's go to... Oh, this is a good one because I... um, we thought of it tonight. Uh, the breakout star. Breakout star of the season. This is someone who has been around uh, previous to season five, uh, but maybe has grown in some way, whether in power, in influence, in size. I don't know. Um, uh, <laughs> it's not Baby Sam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Baby Sam definitely did not grow. No. <laughs> so, because this whole season was a week. Yeah. yeah. Breakout star. The nominees are... Drogon, Mace Tyrell, Kyburn, Alaria Sand, Tormund Giantsbane, and Valerian Steel. Okay, so I actually think that this is not a contest. And this is the this is the argument I will make. Is there any one of us right now who is not absolutely giddy at the thought of seeing Mace Tyrell next season. <laughs> and also, is there anybody among us who can predict what he will be doing when we see him? I mean, honestly, like, Mace Tyrell, the next, the next thing he's in, he might get killed. He might be eating soup that's too hot. <laughs> he might fall down a big, big set of stairs. <laughs> a big set of stairs. I don't think that would kill him. Yeah. I think he would land yeah. on his feet at the end. Yeah. <laughs> he might be singing a song. He might be painting something. Hey, Mace Tyrell. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, 
a Mace Tyrell could be doing <laughs> anything, and we are all a hundred percent on board for at least his next scene. And I think that means that he was the breakout star of conducting the Bravosi Orchestra. Yeah. <laughs> He might forget his glasses and treat a dinosaur skeleton as if it's an escalator. Yeah. <laughs> and lead his dog Waldo up it. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Alright, yeah. It's gotta be. Wait, wait, oh, no. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, hold on. I feel uh, like that's a good argument, but. Kyburn, for me, is the breakout star. He's been in previous seasons, uh, starting with season three, I believe. Uh, so he made it to three, four, and he's been growing and growing. But in this season, he breaks out. He he's got a seat on the small council. He resurrects the mountain. He he's gotten good graces of of Cersei. Uh, he's the only one there when the door opens to console her. Everybody else is just uh, googly eyes uh, and and just kind of um, just kind of staying away. Well, because he's a creep and he wants to get his hands on her. Uh. Person to add, uh, the Night's King. If we're excited about Kyburn's resurrection skills, uh, I don't think anyone resurrected better than the Night's King mm. with a real come at me, bro. And the Henry Ford of. <laughs> <laughs> and he does fit the. He does definitely does fit the category because we saw him in season. At the end of. We saw him in season four, I guess it was, or, or three. When four. was it? Four. four. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. God, season four was so good. Yeah. yeah a lot happened. Season. A lot happened. That was really diamond. Because remember season four? <laughs> remember how young we were? <laughs> Game of Thrones season four. Um, I'd like to cast my vote for Tormund because I feel like if anyone on that list died, he's like the one I'd be really sad about. Like Mace Terrell, like it'd be like, he'd probably go out in like a nice funny way and be like, oh, that was great. Like falling down the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. But I really like. I feel like Tormund became like someone you really like. Besides just a wildling, you care for him. It also can't be understated. He killed the Lord <laughs> of Bones <laughs> in such a great, great way. In an insane way. Oh, got beat with his own bones, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> he also has a killer beard. Yeah, he's a dreamboat. Yeah. You know what? I know. I know where I stand. But I will cede the floor. Wait, are we making Frank vote first? Yeah, Frank's Frank, vote first. Um, I love Tormund, but... God, I just want to see Mace Tyrell all the time. <laughs> I'm going Mace Tyrell. Mace Tyrell, break out star. Uh, I know I brought up the Night's King, but nothing makes me happier than Mace Tyrell just <laughs> goobering around, so I'm voting for Mace Tyrell as well. Oh, I know he's not going to win, but I'm sticking to my vote with Tormund. Yeah. Mace Tyrell. <laughs> And that's our winner. <laughs> Wait, we didn't make Mike vote? <laughs> Mike's vote, you're Kyber, right? Yo, yeah, has spoken. Oh, we'll my never God. know. So if you guys could see any spinoff of Game of Thrones, you would see a Mace Tyrell? A million percent. Oh Mace Tyrell, the sitcom? Three cameras, sitcom. Oh, my God. Oh, man, that would be amazing. Oh, and just, I just hope... I don't know that's how they get right. in his contract, but he has to gain weight every season. <laughs> <laughs> You can't put that in a contract. <laughs> it would, it would more or less be the Ropers, I think. <laughs> yeah. uh, him and Elena. Yeah. Uh, God damn it, Mom! <laughs> <laughs> you never let me have any fun! <laughs> Stop singing. Yeah. Okay. 
We're wrapping it up. Moving right along to best overall moment. Oh. Final two? Final two. Best overall moment. Final two. And the nominees are the battle at Hardhome. The Marine Fighting Pit, where Drogon shows up. <laughs> Marin Trent's death. Bronn singing the Dornishman's wife. <laughs> and the Walk of Shame. Thoughts, feelings. For me, it's still like Hard Home is just. It just had everything. Yeah. It had yeah. everything. Yeah. It's got everything. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, Stefan. I'm completely taken aback. <laughs> what do I have to do to get you in the Battle of Hard Home today? <laughs> <laughs> Let's get that line signed. <laughs> I mean, the fighting pit was was amazing. Um, it did get a little cheesy for sure at the end. Um, I still think it should have ended without without the visual, even the full visual of seeing her on the horse and just watching Tyrion. Uh, just see like the, see the maybe the wings flapping and then just them looking up as she as she goes away. Um, Do you mean that winged horse? <laughs> that yeah, the fire winged, winged horse. horse. Yeah. Yeah. So scaly. That has scales and Did tail. I say horse? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done that on a, on a previous podcast too. Uh, or Drogon. What? That his name is Drogon and he is a dragon. Oh boy! <laughs> I, I never never connected the two. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's a definitely a great great moment for sure. But uh, do we give that is there do we give that enough of a of how shitty that is? I mean, I know it's named after Cal Drogo, but that'd be like naming a cat cop. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if you had a husband named Co. <laughs> yeah, and... Maybe that's the biggest disappointment. Yeah, we'll have to. Oh, no, the, the oh yeah has spoken. What I didn't give an oh yeah yeah oh yeah oh, yeah for, for biggest the disappointment oh yeah. Um, Marin Trent's death uh, although it, I wouldn't say that it's the most satisfying death it is a pretty great moment in itself the way that it, that it all goes down yeah the way he um, singing Dornishman's wife a couple times he can sing <laughs> oh, it's da, good da, 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 yeah uh, <laughs> I hope he has a CD that comes out yeah <laughs> and the the walk of shame was was pretty pretty epic I think um, took a it's a long walk it was a long, long walk. Long naked walk. Yeah. Um, with some crazy shit happening there. Um, but and I think the ending of, it, of the walk, Kyburn coming up and introducing Sir Robert Strong, a.k.a. Zombie Mountain, um, in itself kind of adds to that. Uh, so there's a lot going into the walk as well. Wait, but sorry. The, is the mountain's last name Strong? They introduce him as Sir Robert Strong. Because so, he's strong? Yeah. <laughs> and they just had to come up with a new name for him. Yeah. So and it was Kyber by himself, and he was like, uh, oh "God, we'll, we'll name him uh, John John Mountain." Hey, no. cop, hey, cop, what do you think? <laughs> well, he's tall. He's tall. Why don't we call him Strong? Holy crap! Kyber's cat can talk. <laughs> yeah, you remember when they he took that midget's head? <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like Battle of Hardhome because like here's the thing like last year with the um, the fight at the wall yeah. we thought oh this is a singular achievement of the show this is the type of choreographed thing that will never happen again they'll never pull off something like this this is cinematic and this will be like one of these like things that we talk about on the show forever yeah. and then they matched it and it was 
like if not beat yeah maybe yeah. beat and like they didn't even hype it as much as they did that one yeah like, they like that one they were talking about like this is going to be the entire episode it's going to be the battle of the wall we've never spent this much money on anything and then yeah they just like a scene that nobody expected like blew everybody's socks off and it was it had like a good ramp up too like just in terms of like John's story going into that mm-hmm. yeah and then the, yeah the scene itself like I said earlier just kept building and everything just kept getting worse and worse and worse and then they do escape and it still gets worse yeah from there and they so. i mean they introduce a character that people like people got upset about that lady dying by the show and like you literally met her 20 minutes ago yeah, yeah. and people were devastated that's yeah. pretty good that's pretty, pretty good, good. With that. yeah and that which, scene with like the mist and like it everyone screaming and then just going quiet which says a lot as to why I can't care about Sir Marin Trent. If they can make me care about that woman in a scene, right? Yep. And they can't make me care about Marin Trent, uh, good or bad, over the course of several seasons. That's a problem. Yeah, and just like you think about like the whole scope of scope of the awards, right? Um, talk about talk about Lord of Bones dying. <laughs> we talk about uh, Valerian Steel. We talk about like all these. There's so many things that are part of the Battle of Hardhome that have already been nominated for awards. I feel like the sum of its parts, Battle at Hardhome, best overall moment. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. All right. And we come to it at last. Universal MVP. (laughs) The MVP award. Uh, someone over the season that has just uh, just shined, just kind of been there, did done that, won, survived, uh, and just got everything that they need to do done, uh, more or less. Uh, the nominees are Jon Snow, Daenerys, Sansa, High Sparrow, Cersei, and Stannis. So I'll just jump off by saying that uh, the MVP is... Like, like um, in sports, it is, there's no clear thing, right? There's no, we can't say statistically that this happened. It can't be like, oh, like, this person was king and they killed that person, therefore they win. Um, so my vote for MVP is Sansa. Sansa. Uh, because right Sansa. now, there aren't a lot of storylines that are very much kind of not about political things. That we care about. But Sansa's storyline is really just about her trying to find safety and comfort. And I feel totally invested in that. And I think that the... Um, and I don't know if I felt this way before, but I feel like the girl who plays her is, is doing a tremendous job of, like, portraying a, a character that is kind of desperate but strong. Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner, yeah. Big shouts to you. Looking forward to seeing you as Jean Grey later on in the whatever. Uh, So, yeah. So, so I just want to give some consideration to Sansa with kind of the understanding that she's not the MVP, but is super important to the show. Especially this season, which uh, didn't have a lot of stuff that I felt very attached to. On that note, but unrelated, well, related, but not really to this, uh, we should do a side episode of just all the side projects that people have coming out in the off-season. She's got that. uh, X-Men Apocalypse. Yeah, X-Men Apocalypse. uh, And what's his face? Uh, Kit Harrington. 
Yeah, he's got something coming out with uh, Sam Burke, comma yeah. Andy. Yeah. Seven days in hell. Terminator Genesis, yeah. And there was one other one. Oh, what's his face is in that I think it's the Pixel movie. Oh, Peter Dinklage is in Pixel. Oh yeah. Yeah. I saw an ad for the Hunger Games and someone's in that. I think it was Egret. And Brienne. Are they both in that? Mm -hmm. No, it was uh what's her name? With the shaved head, uh Oh Marjorie. Marjorie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we got a lot of side projects. So back to uh, MVP. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> uh, my vote is uh, is going to be Jon Snow. Uh, I don't again, just like with Hard Home, it, everything kind of is tied to tied to that. Um, but everything that he's done over the season, you look at that, uh, he survived. Uh, well, I mean, not counting the last very moment, um, he became Lord Commander. He turned down being Lord of Winterfell. Um, he took in Stannis and and his army and kind of got them going. Um, he, what else? Um, went to Hard Home. He survived there. Uh, found out that Valerian Steel is what is one of the things that can uh, stand up against the White Walkers and kill them. Uh, made it back. Um, got that information uh, off to uh, at least one person we know of, Sam. Um, uh, and he got the Wildlings um, through five, at least five thousand of them through the gates. Uh, which again, such a stupid, stupid move on the on the part of the Night's Watch uh, to to do that. I can't wait until season six to just see, and hopefully it it lives up to exactly what we're what we think should happen. There should be, well, at least they might. All the everyone in the Night's Watch should either be dead or all in a prison cell <laughs> because there's like. Sixty of them. Cause they committed treason. <laughs> yeah, they committed treason. Well, there's like five thousand of them, uh, and Tormund is Tormund's gonna rise up, and I think we, we might be looking at next year uh, Tormund breakout breakout star. Right. Tormund's gonna be major. Uh, so John, John, no doubt, uh, without question, gets my my vote. Uh, Daenerys for you know she's. She's done some good. She's done some good things. Yeah, this uh, really wasn't her MVP. Like she, she's probably a two-time MVP going back, but this is not her season. Yeah, um, her season was season three, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that the one where she gets the unsullied? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that that was definitely her MVP season. Sansa, I I, I got to see more from her. Um, she's getting she's getting beat down big time. Can't really fault her for it. Uh, High Sparrow is another one like if it's not Jon Snow I feel like it's gotta be High Sparrow because he's he's coming big time um and sort of a meta level I guess I'd like to throw one out for Stannis just mm-hmm. as t- in terms of who was central to the action uh Stephen Delane did a great job as Stannis this season tremendous yeah. mm-hmm. gave a knockout scene with Shireen the first time. Yeah. Uh, and then a devastating one the second time. Um, the character, it's like, as a character, Stannis lost everything by the end of the year, but uh, sort of as a compelling character, I would say no one was more compelling to me personally than Stannis this year. I'm going to vote for Cersei this year. I feel like so much of the storylines, like, was caused by her, like, we can thank her for Dorne, because she's the one that sent Jamie <laughs> yeah. down there. Yeah. So 
That gets her big points. Um, Frank Sway. She sends Mace Tyrell to... Yeah. To Bravos. We get that great story. Like, I feel like she was just such a big player in, like, making stuff happen. Like, I see Tyrion's on the run because of her and all, like, I don't know. I think, and you hate her so much. Yeah, she's awful. But by the end, like, we're all cheering for her to get revenge next season. Like, at the end of that walk of shame, I'm like, I can't wait to see her just kill everyone. Yeah. And the words, uh, what does what uh, Kyburn say that? The mountain has taken a vow of silence, uh, not to speak again until all his grace's enemies have been uh, shamed. Shame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, have been have been killed, yeah. uh, and that's going to be amazing. Just seeing him, uh, Zombie Mountain, Sir Robert Strong, going around just popping heads. Oh. And I have to say, her in prison, like. Yeah, she finally, like, broke down. But I think she was just playing the game to get back and out of there so she could, like, start getting even. Like, she held her head strong for a while. Oh, yeah. They also thought, like, oh, she'll look so bad with her hair cut off. Yeah. That's going to be the new trend <laughs> in uh, yeah. King's Landing. Yeah, Pixie yeah. cut. I mean, guys, I'm, I'm going to vote for Braun. Like... <laughs> As MVP, I might, you can't convince me otherwise. So, yeah. so whatever. Uh, Do we but, still think that there? I mean, you mentioned the again. This isn't a little bit of a side note, uh, sidetrack. But with the mountain uh, being brought back as Sir Robert Strong, mm-hmm. uh, being probably going to be her champion uh, in the assumed to be trial by combat that everybody gets now. Oh, um, right. So, do we think that that is going to be if the, if the hound is out there? Uh, that he's going to be used in that way so that we actually do see a hound versus the mountain. Probably, if, if it does happen, it's probably going to be closer to the end of the season, I would think. Right. So she's if, probably going to be... I mean, if, if the hound is alive, then we are owed a hound versus mountain. That's the only reason... I mean, I know that he's alive for other things, but that's what we're owed. So I, so I guess yes? Mm-hmm. Uh... I know I can't pick Braun, and that's okay. You'll be my heart. You know why you don't pick Braun? The same reason why the NBA didn't pick LeBron James. Because you're all are scared of just consistent greatness. And, you're, <laughs> <laughs> and you get bored by consistent greatness. I think, I, I'll probably, I'll lean Cersei. I'm, Cersei, yeah, because you reminded me with the doors up that she also sent uh, Mace to Bravos. So, I mean, she, she pretty much... Was used as the, so she's like the Bill Parcells coaching chain, a little bit for this season. She said she set off almost everything that happened. Yeah, and she made the High Sparrow who he was this year. Uh, well, like Arya's on the run because of her. Like I feel like yeah, everything's kind of because of her. And I, I, I'm more and more won over by her too. Uh, she, she doesn't pull off. I mean, on a meta level again, I feel like um, Lena. Um, Dunham. No. Hetty. Hetty. Lena Hetty. You almost got me, too. I was like, I'm going to say Dunham. <laughs> Lena Hetty. Uh, Jeff Dunham. That'd be a baby. Lena Hetty, I don't think, pulls off the scenes with Tommen great. I don't think she does a good job with those. No. But, man, did she pull off that Walk of Shame episode. And she, I think she pulls off her scenes with Marjorie. Like, yeah. out of yeah. this world. Yeah, yeah, I think she needs adults. Yeah. Well, she had one good scene with uh, Tommen in season two, the other Tommen, yeah. uh, when 
the uh, siege was happening. Maybe Newtown is just a prick. <laughs> it's just hard to act Maybe she doesn't with. like him. There's no, they don't mesh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, any other thoughts? Hmm. So where? So my ultimate vote is actually for Jon Snow because of what he pulled off. This, like, again, like we we've talked about this before, but like with the White Walkers, it just it makes other things seem small in comparison. So any any move towards the White Walkers, and like to that end, like like Stannis, like was aware of this, right? And then was like, eh, I'm going to Winterfell. And I mean, I know he chose Winterfell because he wanted to, like, bolster the North so that he could be ready for the White Walkers, but... I don't know, it seemed more like a restless move than a tactically sound choice. And where was Melisandre on this? Uh, she was, well, she, she, was, kind of was tell- she was in his ear saying, seen these fires, you walked the ramparts of Winterfell. I seen that, but the whole reason he was up there, uh, the real war is to the north. Come to the wall, we'll and, and were, uh, you, are, were we just led to believe that that they were talking about the uh, White Walkers, and they was really just talking about the Wildings and the Nights Watch? Mm. Unclear. So i I think the goal for Stannis is supposed to be to loop back around and try to like you said earlier, is just to consolidate as much power under his sort of banner as possible in order to fight the North. Because with just his army and the Night's Watch and even the Wildlings, it's still not that many people when in his mind he could have the whole kingdom behind him. Yeah. And that's why I think when Jon Snow comes back, when he comes back... uh, he he's going to say goodbye to the Night's Watch and he's going to he's going to retake Winterfell for that reason mm-hmm. so so for, for me Jon Snow David Jon Snow I'm going Cersei you're also Cersei Frank I want to hear what your vote is <laughs> <laughs> oh Frank should have gone first ah yeah. <laughs> We gotta stop. We gotta stop voting. Just like as soon as we're thinking, we gotta make Frank vote. I mean, I had picked Stannis. Oh, that's right. You had picked Stannis, and I picked Cersei, which means that it would be a tie. Stannis, right? Is out. And then I'm gonna, I'm Have gonna go jump. Ahead. I'm gonna jump on the Jon Snow bandwagon. Yeah. Okay. All right, Jon Snow. You're the real MVP. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Uh, that was good. Um, before I forget this thought, um, we, we had talked about the, the, uh, the trial by combat. If it's not the hound, what about, what about this? Oh, Jesus What Christ. about this? Make, make, if it's not the hound, this can be my stone cold lock. Okay. That it becomes, uh, in a deal with the Tyrells, um, to get a champion to fight the mountain, uh, Randall Tarley. No? No. You don't think so? No. Randall Charlie's a badass, but, like, I think he's way past the level where he's going to trial by combat to take out... Zombie Mountain. Zombie Mountain. Why is that? Because, like, he, like, he, like, commands, like, 
armies. Isn't he in service to the Tyrells? Like yeah, yeah but he's a step above, like, he's not like a small lord. Right. But I, I wouldn't pick a small lord to be... Well, you'd pick the best fighter, and like, he's right. a great, he's a good fighter and a great tactician, but he's not like, like, I don't think that... Ooh. What, what about this? Season one, you had the mountain and Loris. Yeah. In the, uh, in the javelin. Not the javelin. What do you call it? The jousting. Jousting, yeah. The jousting. So that would be a repeat of that. And I don't know how... Could, like, could you do a trial by combat where it's like two accused people have to fight each other and whoever comes out is innocent? He could choose to represent himself. That's why people... Like when Tyrion requested trial by combat the first time, everyone laughed at him. Uh, yeah. But if Loras asks for a trial by combat... He would probably represent himself. I think he's number one sword guy now. Yeah, now that Jamie's handless. Yeah, now that Jamie's out. No, but what I'm saying is that he would fight the mountain. Like, so the mountain would be representing Cersei. Yeah. And he would be, and they would fight each other. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there are, they are, they technically are both being accused by by the the sparrow. They're not accusing each other. Right. Okay. I get what you're saying. So uh, the question is, like, will there be a champion of the faith? Or or is this... I mean, I guess uh, this is, like... This has nothing... We should... Uh, this has nothing to do with the, the award ceremony. But this comes down almost like a legal question of, like, is the case going to be Cersei v. the faith and Loras v. the faith? Or is the case going to be brought up in a sense that it's, like, it's either Cersei's word or Loras's word. Dun, dun. And it's them versus each other. Dun, 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 dun. I think that um, it is more compelling to say that it's that Cersei and Loras are uh, against each other, but the reality is that is that they're both against the faith. And while, and unless Loras is exonerated secretly before Cersei's trial and then makes a deal with the faith, it's between Cersei and the faith, and it's going to be the faith's champion, who might be Loras if he's exonerated and agrees to do it. Now, what about this? I just realized, I just realized, because I, I, Lord of Bones was not burned, which means that there's a Lord of Bones zombie. zombie. <laughs> the Lord of Bones Bones. Lord of Bones Bones. He comes back and says, I shall fight for the faith. <laughs> me, a dead zombie. <laughs> yeah, me, these bones covered in more bones. Yeah, he just, he rattles all the way to King's Landing. He walks there. And then they say, you there, who are you? It's me. The Lord of Bones, see? <laughs> on account of these bones I wear on my body. And I want to fight for you. Oh, what a great silly show. Yeah. This, has this show become very silly? It's always yeah. been silly. It's always been silly. It's always been fun. And the, just the only thing that's happened is that the drama has gotten so painful that we just take more glee in the silliness. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, that wraps up the SR Emmys, second annual SR Emmys. Uh, I guess a full list of the winners will be made available. Uh, look for that on Reuters, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, on MikeMarback.com, maybe uh, tomorrow or Tuesday. Yeah, tweet uh, at Monday us. Monday or Tuesday. Uh, and we, can, we will definitely also tweet out the, tweet out the winners. Uh, but let's go around and do some plugs. Uh, what do you guys got? What do you, what do you have coming up? Frank. Okie dokie. Um, I have a Big Baby on Saturdays at uh, Fit. I got Triple Double on Fridays at Figment. And uh, Something Simple with Alex and Frank hosting Wild Cards at uh, Fit every other Friday, 7.30. Check it out on the calendar. 
Uh, also, Big Baby Saturdays at Fit, uh, the RUD2F podcast, uh, and then at Hunter Steffes on Twitter. That's my name. I tweet once every six months. Oh, and it's great. Is it coming up? <laughs> Maybe. Oh, hopefully we didn't just pass it. Uh, and the RUD2F podcast uh, covers reality, reality TV shows. Yeah, we're winding down on The Bachelorette, we hope. Yeah, so don't worry. <laughs> so come back and listen to us when it's over. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Whitney, I do Hoffman on Saturday nights at Fit. And then there's also Untitled, which is the second Saturday of every month at Fit at 7.30. It mixes art and improv. Uh, David here. You can follow me on Twitter, at Philly D-Way. Uh, I'm also the guy who live tweets all the SRM, so follow at SRM Podcast. Um, I'm like... Year. What? In a year. Yeah, in a year. Uh, but I'll, I'll be live tweeting other stuff from that account, I'm sure. Um, I'm like... I'm in a lot of stuff, but I'm not around for the next month. Uh, I'll be in Canada next month, next week. Uh, so if anybody, any Canadian fans are hit me up, um, I'll do a show. I don't care. Um, yeah. And, and everything I do, uh, it Mike does so he can talk more about it. Makes me sound like I'm following you. Um, (laughs) study hall, which is a show that combines lectures uh, of history and science with, uh, improvised comedy is July 25th at the Philly improv theater in downtown Philly. Uh, the Future, which is most Saturdays at FIT as well. Uh, and you can go to MikeMarbach.com for this podcast as well as some others. Next week begins Bloody Sunday, The Strain podcast, uh, which covers uh, FX show The Strain, which deals with uh, zombie slash vampire things. Uh, and that is a fantastically fun stupid show. Stupid <laughs> uh, show. It, is, it, it, has, it has very stupid moments. Um, but it makes it a really, really fun podcast. So check that out. Bloody Sunday. Uh, and that's it. Bye. Bye. Great. Cool. What did we come in at there? Uh, too long.